Hello and welcome back to episode 5 of They Arrived as Aztecs, our podcast dedicated to everything surrounding the Aston Villa women. Um, this week we'll be discussing the 5-2 win against Blackburn in the Continental Cup, the latest 3-1 league win against London City Lionesses, an incredible unbeaten 2019 league start, and drawing Chelsea in the Continental Cup quarter-final. Um, but first, let's take this opportunity to send a farewell to Greg Stiles, who has been a huge help to us in all the content that we produce around the Aston Villa women. Um, you know, he's been involved, he's been a staff member um, at the Aston Villa women for some time. So I'd just like to say a massive thanks to his dedication uh, to the Aston Villa women. Um, thanks for his help in our content. And I'm sure he'll be sorely missed by the players, the staff and the coaches, because I know that we'll miss him. Um as always, I'm Regan. You can follow me on Twitter at FindFoy. And I'm joined by Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Mark Jarebi here. You can find me on Twitter at VillamarkPGH. I'd also like to echo the sediments by Regan and give a big farewell to Greg Styles. He's been a, a massive, massive help for us. I really do appreciate it, Greg. Hope uh, all the best for your future endeavors. Absolutely. Um yeah, so midweek, Aston Villa women secure their passage into the quarterfinals of the Continental Cup. At Boldmere St. Michael's with an absolutely emphatic 5-2 win over fellow FA Women's Championship side Blackburn Rovers ladies. Um, you know, it started early. Veteran forward Kerry Welsh finished well following a bit of a scramble in the box to give Villa the lead after just four minutes. And just eight minutes later, left-back Charlotte Greengrass sent the ground into an absolute frenzy with an exquisite goal. She kind of took the ball um, with a strong touch and sent a right-footed volley right into the top corner. What did you think of that goal, Mark? Uh, absolutely outrageous goal from Greengrass. Uh, that's that's the kind of stuff that you always want to score if you're a player and you like dream about those kind of uh, strikes. But this was honestly like a really nice goal. If you haven't seen it, scroll down through the uh, Aston Villa women Twitter. You'll be able to see it. Uh, it's uh, absolutely outstanding goal. I, I, I was I was really happy to watch a goal of that quality, but also from Charlotte Greengrass, who who I've been increasingly becoming more and more of a fan of as as this season's rolled on. Yeah, and she made the. Uh... She made the team of the week. Um, I can't remember who did the team of the week. There's a couple of women's football outlets that do team of the weeks, but she made the team of the week for someone. I just can't remember who. Um, the half-hour mark saw Blackburn Rovers ladies kind of get a foothold back in the game. Uh, Stewart headed home across past Villa keeper Daniela Kosinska. Um 
And, you know, in, uh, towards the end of the first half, both sides with their progression into the next into the next stage of the cup um, on the line, we're, we're doing very little defending, really. Um, and, you know, you, you saw this by the fact that Villa sent about Jade Richards to hit the crossbar with a header. Um, and both sides were really pushing for that next goal. Um, the woodwork denied Villa probably about three or four times in the first half, uh, and you know Blackburn were attacking well themselves. It could have quite easily ended that first half with a wild scoreline. You know it could have been five all, um, but you know generally this season, if there's a football team you you don't want to be trading goals with, it's going to be Aston Villa women. Yeah, I, I don't think that any team wants to play. Uh against the Villa women like Blackburn did like there were points and times during this game that it looked more like a basketball game than it did an actual football game and I don't think that any opposition wants to play that way against this team I think that the Villa women have it in their locker to score and it's not just you know one or two players yes Melissa Johnson went on that crazy streak of scoring goals and and scoring a lot of them in the process but it's still the whole thing if you want it like a shootout type of game you don't want to play that against the Aston Villa women because they're going to be able to stand up to anybody who wants to play that way yeah, and I mean, you know, you mentioned Melissa Johnson, and she had a really, really good second half. Um, just four minutes into the second half, Sharnia Hales um, separated the two sides by two goals again as she tapped home across from Melissa Johnson. And then Melissa Johnson grabbed another assist just nine or so minutes later, um, playing a ball to Amy West, who buried it into the net. And, you know, you, you kind of expected Villa to win at this point. You know, it was... It was coming away from Blackburn, I guess. Um, but the next goal, and the sixth goal of the game, wasn't Aston Villa's. It was Blackburn's. Um, Blackburn's Thomas finished pretty well to make the scoreline 4-2. But generally, as you'd expect, the fifth and the final goal of the game through, came through top scorer Melissa Johnson. She added to her two assists of the night with a strike of her own. And, you know, it was it was a a goal that her performance kind of deserved really yeah and I think that's what Johnson brings to the team we're starting to get a little bit more familiar with how uh this certain player likes to play so it's not all about scoring the goals I mean two assists and a goal that's a great night and it doesn't matter who you're playing against what the uh opposition is doesn't matter if it's Conti Cup or in the league you need players like Melissa Johnson to not only be able to score the goals but also help out her teammates uh in the assist column so I I think it's a big thing for this I think it's a big thing for Villa to progress into the Conti Cup. I know it may have not been the focal point for this team at the start of this season. I think promotion was the the goal, and that was something that you had to have supreme focus on. But now that they've progressed this far, I think that the Villa women actually, they, they want to win this. Um, getting into the quarterfinal is not easy. Uh, we've seen how some of the results can be a little topsy-turvy in the group stages of the Conti Cup. So uh, with players like Melissa Johnson, making sure and, and kind of you know using her opportunities as a springboard to get, get this uh, team in, into the quarterfinal I think it's an absolutely beautiful thing um long may it last because I think Melissa Johnson is such a big big part of this team for what she can bring yeah I completely agree and you know the the, the draw for the quarterfinals was made today um and you know it, it is a big deal that Villa I think it's the first time uh that they've ever reached the quarterfinals of the Continental Cup and they've been drawn against women's Super League side Chelsea in the quarterfinals. Now, Chelsea currently sit third in the WSL table, 23 points from nine league games, and a goal difference of positive 16. That just signifies that they're as astute at scoring goals as Villa are. 
But the difference is they're in a league above. They have international level players. And that's full international, not youth international. Villa have youth international. Chelsea have full international. How difficult do you think this game will be for the Aston Villa women? You know, it's it's an early January or mid-January tie. Um, but we've seen that, that, that Villa can hold their own against Super League sides in the fact that they, they very nearly went the full 90 with uh, West Ham. Yeah, I I think that it's going to be a tough game. I I think whenever you always have that feeling whenever you're playing a team from above of maybe being the underdog a little bit. I know it sounds silly because Villa are now at the top of the table, but playing someone in the WSL only it, it I think Villa would would be a lot it would be a lot more beneficial to go into this game feeling like they are underdogs because of how much skill the team actually possesses. Um I do believe that Villa is going to go on and get promoted this season, but it's the fact that you're playing a team like Chelsea who are very good like you said they have internationals, they can score goals. I I think at the beginning of the season they beat Bristol City who's also in the WSL. I think they uh, I think it was 11 to 1 scoreline. So you know, and it's that's not a knock on Bristol whatsoever, but I just think Chelsea have so many world class players that it's going to be tough for Villa. I wouldn't be surprised to see Villa be a little bit more defensive in this game and try to choke the life out of the game than make you know try to spring on the counter attack a little bit. But at the same point in time, it's a big opportunity for the Villa women. I'm sure they all want this now. Now they're in a position, like you said, the club's never been in before. So it, I think it's really imperative that they, they keep their wits about them. Again, it's mid-January. We don't know what the conditions are going to be like. But if they got if they got to grind out a result and it's a little bit scrappy in, in the winter weather, that's the way it's got to be. But I think Gemma Davies is going to have these girls. Their, their focus is going to be absolute laser. And, and they're going to try the, their hardest. And that's all that anyone can ask for, for them to progress in this. And it, you know, it gives them the opportunity. I believe that the Chelsea women play at Stamford Bridge, so that gives them the opportunity because it is an away tie to play at Stamford Bridge in full in front of a huge crowd. Probably, I would probably say the biggest crowd that they'll they've ever played in front of to date. Um, so you know, it, it is going to be a good game. And if you can get to Stamford Bridge, please, please do. That is, if it is at Stamford Bridge, of course. Um, but this Sunday, just gone. Aston Villa women hosted the London City Lionesses at Boldmere St Michael's for their final game of 2019. And as they looked to be league leaders over Christmas, they, they had to win this game, basically. You know, there's only a three-point difference between themselves and second place. Um, and it didn't really start the way that Villa would have wanted. Uh, London City's Mason cut through the Aston Villa defence before slotting coolly past Sean Rogers in goal. Um... And Emma Follis, you know, we've spoke so much about the quality that Emma Follis has. Um, she tried to get the villains back into the game a minute later, and her shot just trickled wide. Um, but her second attempt was enough. There was no third needed, and just four minutes later, Amy West broke into an attacking position before squaring for Follis to bury it at the back post. Yeah, I think there's a little something there between Westy and Follis, and I it's happened at a really, really fortunate time for Villa. I, I, I don't know, man. It's kind of one of those things that like these players are now starting to be so comfortable with each other that it's almost like that unsaid chemistry kind of thing. And I, I I've said it before in the previous podcast. I love watching Emma Follis play, but you know, I lo- I love watching. I'm, I'm I'm slowly but surely. 
having this feeling of complete belief in this team. And, and even if, you know, players are out through injury coming in, coming out, things of that nature, it still seems like this Villa women team are going to be all right. Um, it was a really, really nice pass for from Amy West. There's no denying it. But again, like when, when the end product of that is going to Emma Fallis, I would bet on Emma Fallis for putting it in the back of the net in this kind of situation more often than not. So I just thought it was a really nice goal. Villa needed this goal. And, and you know, we, we all know what happens next. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been uh, a couple of contenders for goal of the season over the last week. And we'll, we'll talk a bit, a little bit more about that uh, a bit later. But Emily Soyum doubled the lead for Aston Villa in the 26th minute as a shot from 25 yards out looped over the keeper with the help of a dodgy deflection. It was an absolutely incredible goal. It looked almost like something out of FIFA. Um, you know, you know, you know, you take those shots and it kind of just bounces off the defender's knee and loops over the keeper and you're sat there thinking, how the, has that just gone in? Um, but yeah, it was a really stunning goal by Simon. Um And, you know, Villa had the chance to make it three. Uh, just after the 20 minute mark and Marissa Ewers stepped up to take the penalty um, I can't remember why the penalty was given I can't remember who was fouled um, but Ewers stepped up and fired it low and hard but her attempt was saved um, and you know really you, you'd have liked that goal to have gone in um, because you'd have you know, two a two goal cushion in 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 the championship, and you you think you've you've won the game really, um, especially with the quality that Aston Villa are playing. Uh, oh, sorry, at the quality that Aston Villa are playing at um, this season. Um, but London City could have evened the score ten minutes into the half, uh, second half. Sorry, as a free kick thundered back off the crossbar, um, and London City kind of came. Back into the game from this point, there was about a 10 15 minute period of dominance. And, you know, th- this is what I mean about like, ruining the, the missed chances, you know. Um, this dominance kind of made made Villa a bit nervous, I guess. Um, and, you know, if, if they'd have buried that penalty, they'd have had that two goal cushion. Um, and the, the nerves would have been, I guess, quelled a little bit. Right. It- Again, like you said, there's there's certain times where you need to put a stranglehold on the game, and obviously when you miss a penalty to not go up, you know, in in the manner that Villa needed to, it, it'll come back to haunt you. But I I think that you know you talked about just the the ten minutes of, of um. A Villa being under pressure, I think that that shows that like for as good as this team is offensively, they're still pretty good defensively as well. So even when their their backs are up against the wall a little bit, and, and they've got to do a little bit of, of defensive uh, engineering to figure out how they're going to get this back into their grasp and be able to get it back, you know, the ball at their feet instead of watching you know all these crazy amounts of shots come in or they're getting blocked or there's corners or deep throw-ins things of that nature. So I think this team all around they're actually a really really solid side. I think it's just surprising when a lot of people that follow this Villa women team see them get backed up in in their own half a little bit but it's natural it happens to every football team I'm, it, it, there's just there's nothing you can do about it but um it's good to see them be be to know that just because that penalty didn't go in that now they had to put in the hard yards of defending I think that's a really really massive thing and that's a really really good sign for the future for the rest of the season yeah and I mean you know, Maurice Ewers made up for a penalty miss eventually. Um, tw- 25 or so, sorry, 15 or so minutes to go. Um, she absolutely thundered a shot into the top corner from long range to extend the home side's lead. You know, it was an exquisite goal. Um, 
So, in the past week, we've had the goal from Greengrass, we've had the goal from Soim, and we've had the goal from uh, Marissa Ewers. If you had to pick one to be Villa's goal of the season at this point, which one would you pick? I love that Soim goal, man. That's just for me, though, because it, it honestly, it doesn't look real, does it? You know what I mean? Like, it does, like I don't know, the way that it looped into the, it, like, by the finest of margins. Like, I couldn't imagine the feeling of that ball coming off my own foot to, to get it to do that. Like, I can't even, like, imagine that. So, like, whether it was a complete, you know, lucky shot or it was just, you know, a, a thing of skill or just, hey, I'm going to try this and see if it comes off. I just, I love those long, you know, looping goal efforts. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a child every time I see one of those, one of those goals being scored. See, I'd have to go with Mauricio as um, I think that that goal just reminded me of the hammer, you know, Thomas Hitzelsberger. Um, and it was it was it was absolutely stunning. You know, obviously, Mauricio was German herself. Maybe maybe Aston Villa have got their own der hammer. Um, but it was it was really, really strong goal. Um, and I was I was so impressed by that. Um but yeah, that that result made it eleven games unbeaten for Aston Villa women in the FA Women's Championship, as well as making their way into a Continental Cup quarter final, which is really the best way we could have closed out twenty nineteen and head into twenty twenty. Um, the the one point I kind of want to finish on is um, that the dominance within the league for Aston Villa women it doesn't really seem like any. FA uh, Women's Championship sides are much of a match for Gemma Davies' side at the moment. Um, so, do you think do you, th- do you think the fact that they've been matched up against Chelsea is a a good indicator, a good sign to see you know where they need to improve ahead of ahead of next season should they get promoted? Oh, I think for sure. I think it kind of puts down a marker and lets you diagnose maybe the things you might need to change or be a little bit more more responsible of in the event they get promoted. And like I said earlier, I think the Aston Villa women team for sure get promoted this season. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of teams um, in, in the league that can go up against them, that can go toe-to-toe with them. It, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, because you're going to go up against the Chelsea team, and like I said, Villa women might be the underdogs here, but like, have they been the underdog at any other point throughout the season? Like, realistically, probably not. So I can see them being looked at as a side that's in, you know, a lower a lower league, and they might be top of the league. But you know, the Chelsea players are going to be like, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll be able to get through this with no problem because they're in a lower league. I think that just stems the Villa the Villa women on. I think it makes them want to win this again because of where they find themselves now in the Conti Cup. It may have not been a priority of sorts like when the season started but now that they're here they have to take this opportunity with both hands and they really have to make sure that they see this through I think it would be a wonderful thing not only for the Aston Villa women for Gemma Davies but just women's football in the Midlands I think it would be a really really nice touch to get in to a position where you can actually win the Conti Cup. Now, again, Chelsea's a very, very difficult side to play against, and there's going to be things that they're that Chelsea's doing out there that maybe the Villa women aren't able to stand up to. But again, like you said, it could all be a learning experience for next season when they find themselves in the same league as teams, you know, like Chelsea, who just uh, insane amount of international talent uh, through from different parts of the world just insane insane amount of talent um we all know what chelsea's bankroll is we all know they're able to to, you know pay their players and all those sorts of things so i think it's going to be a little bit tough 
I, I, again, I just think it, it's such a wonderful thing that this team, who basically had one point of view on this is what we need to do at the end of the season, and now all of a sudden they find themselves in a quarterfinal with the Conti Cup. I, I hope they absolutely smash Chelsea, man. <laughs> it's just my opinion, though. I mean, it's unlikely, but you know, I, I th- I'm pretty sure um, during the summer, before the season started, um, I'm pretty sure we collectively, as as a under a gaslit lamp group, um, predicted finishing spots, and I said third, and I think everyone else kind of said like fourth or fifth. Um, none of us expected Villa to be this dominant this season, so you know anything can happen. Um, and I am looking forward to that game against Chelsea. Uh, I think that's probably the best place to end this week's podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating, a subscription, and all that jazz. Uh, You can go back and listen to episode 33, I think it is, of our men's podcast. (coughs) And, um, yeah, please follow us on Twitter, at Villa Lamp, uh, on Facebook, forward slash under a gaslit lamp, on Instagram at under a gaslit lamp. Uh, you can keep up to date with all the latest Aston Villa women opinion and news on www.underagaslitlamp.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and up the Villa women.